Hello everybody, welcome to Asa Rusty Buckets. I have an ear infection and a sore in my mouth, so I am in a lot of pain right now, but I'm going to Michael Jordan flu game this shit and push this video out. Uh, this this uh, commentary is coming two days after game three. The reason for that, the reason I couldn't do a post-game recap, is because I was at game three, and it's pretty difficult to do that from a hotel in Milwaukee. So, I ended up going to this game. It was a lot of money. It was about $1,500 for the tickets. Uh, I'm only saying that because it's not exactly a secret that going to the finals is fucking expensive. Uh, I decided, you know what, I'm going to treat myself going to the finals as like something I've always dreamed of doing and I'm in the position where I can do it. So whether or not that was actually a financially smart decision, it wasn't. Uh, I don't make enough money to just be dropping money like that just out of the blue. Uh, regardless, I really wanted to go to the finals, and even though this game could have been better, I had a damn good time. Uh, I'm not actually going to talk about too much about the experience, although I do have to mention, um, for those of you who know him, Shams, the NBA reporter, I believe he works for The Athletic, the guy who's like, it's, oh, Woj versus Shams. Um, I met him. I mean, I said hi, and we took a photo. He was just walking around, and he took, he, he was getting nachos. I was like, that's fucking champs. I recognized him because he had, like, the cleanest fade ever and a nice suit. I was like, that's... That's Shams. I don't know what he's doing out here amongst the peasants like me, but uh, he was getting nachos. I took a photo with him, so that was something that happened. But uh, other than that, the game was pretty damn good, and it was pretty satisfying. Uh, I've mentioned a few times now that I'm rooting for the Bucks in these finals, so to see them win a game and win it convincingly, especially after the first two games that they had in this series that were really, really bad, uh, I made a video on those games over on my main channel, and then, of course, I did my reactions to those if you haven't seen them already, uh, but the Bucks just did not look right. Their team was just, it, it looked like they were settling, the, uh, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton both were not making any shots, Giannis wasn't great in game one because he was still recovering, but game two he dropped 40 plus, um, and then it, it didn't matter, but this game... Giannis once again dropped 40-plus, but the difference is Chris Middleton had an efficient 18 points, Drew Holiday had an efficient 21-9, uh, and nine, and it was just a very good game overall. Bobby Portis came in off of the bench, and he was a big energy piece. The whole crowd was chanting Bobby, including me, because I'm a fan of Bobby Portis. Um, Pat Conton was all right. It was just, overall, the team actually came in and contributed well. Brooke Lopez played the second-least minutes of the playoffs for him thus far, and it was their most convincing win yet where the team looked its best, so that's all I'm going to say. Um, P.J. Tucker was fine. Really, everybody on the Bucks did their job. Now, Jeff Teague, unfortunately, played 14 minutes in this game and went 0 for 4 uh, and got a turnover as well. Um, don't know why he got those minutes, but overall, I can give the credit to Mike Budenholzer that he indeed coached a really good game. Uh, one thing that they did that was very satisfying to me is they, first of all, like sought out and tried to create mismatches for Giannis. And then as soon as they did, they attacked the mismatch very well. They would make the pass. Uh, into the low post pretty much immediately. Giannis got a lot of post-ups in this game. He had so many and-ones in this game, so many um, dunks in this game. 
just he had an amazing performance. He finished with 41 13 and 6 on 61% shooting and I watched this man hit 13 free throws. Look at him go. 13 out of 17, 76%. That's still not the best in the world. However, by comparison to the 50% he's been shooting from the line in the playoffs, I will definitely take that. So, very good game from Giannis. Good game from the pieces around them. So that's really why they won this game. But what helped as well is that the Suns did not look particularly great. Um, Chris Paul, I believe he started this game off like five for five for mid-range, uh, including some difficult ones. Like I, I got to tell you, a Chris Paul mid-range shot is one of my favorite shots in basketball. So seeing that live was very, very cool. It was just fun to see that that's like, oh, yeah, I, I don't know what I'm going with this. It was, it was cool to see something like that actually live as basketball is much more fun to watch live. Uh, but Chris Paul, he ended up having a pretty good game, though he didn't exactly dominate in the way that he did, uh, especially game one, I think was the game that he was ridiculous, or was it game two? I can't remember. I know one of the games he had like 30 plus on incredible efficiency. So he was good this game, but he wasn't like outstanding. Jay Crowder was amazing. And typically when Jay Crowder has a good game, the Suns win. Like I actually think I saw a stat and this could be bullshit but I think I saw a stat that was like every game that Crowder has 10 plus points the Suns have won uh, he had 18 today and they lost uh, so I guess that really comes from the fact that Devin Booker didn't play well um, he finished with 10 points on three for 14 uh, he took a couple of threes that was like, I don't know that you're a good enough shooter to be taking those shots. Like, Devin Booker's pull-up three-point shot is pretty eh. Especially being that when he came into leap, he was expected to be like a Clay Thompson type of player. But uh, overall, he's like mostly the mid-range guy is where he gets a lot of his work done. And I believe he hit a mid-range shot or two in this one. I know he hit one three-pointer out of the pick and roll early in the game. But just a lot of the three-point attempts, I was like, that's just not going to work. And it, it didn't. There were a couple of them that were open and he just simply miss them but yeah uh one thing that they had going for them very early was deandre ayton uh he got a lot of short jump shots which was very nice to see for me because i think ayton has a lot of potential as a one-on-one -on -one creator and you know more than just simply being the guy who gets a layup under the basket or an offensive rebound a put back an alley-oop like i think he has more to his offensive game than that including these short jumpers of which he hit like three of them in the first quarter and really he had it going early on he was like the only thing that their offense could really get going for them because the, the Bucks did a much better job defending the perimeter, so they weren't getting open threes. Overall, the team shot really poorly from three. They were three for 31 and six, or sorry, nine for 31. And six of those nine makes uh, were Jay Crowder. So it was really mostly just him. But uh, DeAndre and was their source of offense early on. However, because of Giannis's dominance in the paint, he got into foul trouble rather early. Aiton ended up only playing 24 minutes in this game as a result. So yeah, foul trouble ended up being what really held them back. Uh, this resulted in 14 Frank Kaminsky minutes, which were almost all disastrous. As soon as I saw him sub into the game, I was like, Giannis has just got to run at the basket every time. And honestly, they didn't 
go they weren't as aggressive as I think they should have been knowing that Kaminsky was out there but at the end of the day Frank was a solid negative 12 in the plus minus so uh that was you know he, he definitely wasn't a positive uh, he needs to play like zero minutes and because DeAndre in was in foul trouble he had to play quite a bit uh honestly their rookie I don't even remember what his first name is Jalen Smith I might I might honestly Pay, play him more than Frank because I believe Jalen I don't know much about him I believe he's some sort of defensive guy I feel like he'd be better than Frank the tank at least um, Cameron Johnson of course he had that crazy dunk uh, I wasn't even like I, I was sitting down I was like only kind of looking at the court I was looking down and then I was like wait a minute did, did Cameron Johnson just fucking dunk all over P.J. Tucker? Did I see that correctly? As it turns out, I did. Uh, the whole crowd fucking screamed because they thought it was a charge, and honestly, it was a charge, but there's kind of like an unwritten rule where on poster dunks, you just don't call charges because it kind of ruins the moment. Now, in one regard, that's pretty fucked up because, like, just make the proper call, but at the same time, I also kind of get it because... You know, there's a lot of like you don't want to have an all-time great dunk ruined by a charge, even if it was a charge. I don't really know. It's like dumb, but also I kind of get it. But I it probably shouldn't be something you get. You probably should be annoyed by that, but I'm not, so I don't know. Um, it was probably a charge, by the way. Uh, and Cameron Johnson overall off the bench had a really good game. But the one last thing that I want to talk about in regard to this game is the officiating. I'll say initially it felt like the officiating was against the Bucks, though I will say there is quite a bit of bias in being among um, fans of the team in a fucking finals environment. Like there was definitely um, a lot. There were a lot of calls where I was like, "That's not something to complain about." Like there was a shooting foul that was called on. Uh, I don't know who it was, but a guy, Devin Booker, got fouled on a jump shot. And he clearly hit his elbow. Now, he called, the ref called it a little bit late. Uh, but still, definitely a foul. They show the replay, and the replay, he smacks his elbow. And the, the fucking Bucks fans around me, one of them just goes, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's what a, fa- that's what a shooting foul is. That's what, that's what fouling a jump shooter looks like. It's right there. It's on the big screen. You can see that shit. That's a foul. I don't care if you're a fan of whatever fucking team. That being said... Early on, the officiating felt like it was against the Bucks. There were a couple of calls, that charge one, although that one was a little bit later, that was just like, that didn't really make a lot of sense to me. Uh, Chris Middleton got thrown to the ground and there was no call there. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else. I know there was another one that was real bullshit. But um, yeah, the, just a lot of fouls that felt like they were against the Bucks. But as the game progressed, it got more even. And eventually, there were a couple of calls against the Suns where I was like, eh, I don't know about that. There was the whole Scott Foster thing because Chris Paul is like 0-11 or 0-12 in the playoffs with Scott Foster officiating. So that was the reason people were specifically looking at the officiating in this one. I'll say ultimately, I didn't feel like it was that strongly... Uh, one way or the other by the end of the game and the reason the Bucks won this game was not officiating it was how they controlled the momentum and the pace which is something the Suns have done previously in the first two games of the series and how Giannis just utterly dominated because he got he got his shots as he wanted them he got to the paint willingly uh, Aiton getting fouls problems early like I don't I think there was maybe one 
foul in there that I can think of where I was like, I don't know about that. But for the most part, all of them were legitimate. So yeah, uh, that was that game. Sorry if this commentary is kind of shitty. I feel very weird because ear infection, it, it just, it's just my head is like very groggy because now I'm on medication. So it's just a whole lot of blah in this side of my face. Uh, but yeah, that's that's that video. That going to the game was a whole lot of fun. Really fucking expensive. I wish it was a little bit closer of a game. Uh, I also have to mention Drew Holiday hitting four threes in a quarter. What a thing that was, because it was a pretty decent lead at halftime. The Sun started to make a comeback in the third quarter, and then Drew, Drew Holiday said, fuck that, I'm going to hit four threes in like six minutes, including two back-to-back that really slowed down their momentum. Um, but yeah, just it was definitely a great experience. I, I don't have as much to say as I did after the Bucks and Nets game, because while it was the finals, uh, I had a lot to say with the Bucks and Nets game, because that was my first time experiencing a playoff environment. Whereas this was more so, um, I've experienced the environment before. It was just a little bit heightened. And of course, it's the finals, not the second round. But ultimately, the experience was relatively similar, just with there being more weight in this actual game. I will say, I have seen the Bucks and Giannis three times now, two of which have been playoff games. And he's dropped 40 points in two out of those three games. And he was good in the game where he didn't drop 40. So, and the Bucks have won all three. So I'm a good luck charm. What I, basically what I'm saying is, if you're a Bucks fan, uh, buy me tickets for the rest of the finals, and you know as well as you know plane and Airbnb accommodation, all that, and I'll make sure your team wins it all. But otherwise, if they don't lose or if they don't win, that's kind of on y'all for not sending me to the finals for free. So you know. That's end up, if the Suns end up winning the series, you know it went wrong. Anyways, that's the video. Goodbye.